0: Praise God for Join in following my example and observe those who walk according to the pattern you have in us. For many walk, of whom I often told you and now tell you even weeping, that they are enemies of the cross of Christ, whose end is destruction, whose God is their appetite, and whose glory is in their shame, who set their minds on earthly things. For our citizenship is in heaven, from which also we eagerly wait for a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Who will transform the body of our humble state into conformity with the body of his glory by the exertion of the power that he has, even to subject all things to himself? (sighs) (laughs) Ah, you needed to be reminded of that. Hi, I'm Michael. We're over here. Lou's over there. Hey there. Um, it's been a couple of weeks, because it has been a couple of weeks. <laughs> Let's see, your wife's had surgery, my wife's had surgery. My daughter. Daughter's been having issues, so, yeah. bleh. And I mean that in the most technical of terms. Yeah, you're right. So, <laughs> <laughs> we are, we are calling an audible today, and by we, I mean me and the other voices in my head, poor Lou is just along for the ride here. I am. And so what we're going to do is think through an issue that we have talked about before, simply because... It is the issue of the day. So I guess the best way to say this is that we are here to tell you that, Christian, you're supposed to think Christianly. <laughs> and that may sound like one of the big duh things, but um, ha- have you looked at the world lately? And I, and I mean that with all sincerity, because they don't. Right.
1: <laughs>
0: and unfortunately, too often we don't either. So what am I talking about? Well... It is, um, let me see, it's March 9th, 2022. So when the aliens have invaded and conquered the planet and dig this out of the archives from the ether 200 years from now, they will have known that this is the week that Russia and Ukraine are still apparently battling it out. And I say apparently simply because, you know what? The last two years have taught me, if nothing else, that the guys with the crazy conspiracy theories and the tinfoil hats have been right about too many things. Mm-hmm. So, Someone is bombing someone in Ukraine. (laughs) Someone is shooting someone else. I don't know who. I don't know if gangs have picked up their weapons from the government in Ukraine and they're shooting people. I don't know if the Russians are involved. I haven't the first clue. And you know what? I don't care. Mm -hmm. And I mean that in all... All sincerity, there is some sort of war going on. I keep seeing newspaper, news articles, newspapers, like anybody who reads those anymore, mm-hmm. news reports showing refugees and bombed-out buildings and helicopter crashes, and I'm to the point now, one of them was a video game, and one of them was old footage, and I, saw, I have no idea what's the truth over there.
1: Yeah, it's like they're making up as they go along.
0: Well, and that's the thing, is are they? I mean, so I don't know what the truth is, and here's the scary part, Christian, neither do you. Right. Now, here's the good news. I don't care. I don't care, and you shouldn't care, and here's why. At the end of the day, you have to approach all things. Let me rephrase that by saying it exactly the same way. You have to approach all things from a Christian mental grid, okay? Which means you're not an American, you're not a Canadian. You're not a Colombian, you're not a European, you are a Christian who happens to live in those places. Now, time out. If you love your country, and your country has been a blessing to you, thank God for that. Mm -hmm. First and foremost, right? Right. Celebrate the things that have been a blessing, defend them, honor them, try to uphold them. So like in our country, we have a constitution. That has been a blessing to the church. Freedom of speech, freedom of assembly, freedom of religion, freedom of self-defense enshrined in our Constitution, right? Right. Okay. (laughs) Those are good things. We appreciate those things. We seek to defend those things the way we vote, the way we do political advocacy. But, 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 they are not the gospel. And my country is not the kingdom of God. I know that. You know that. You know that I know that. But we do a terrible job of living that out more often than not. So I have been watching the news for the last couple of weeks. And let's just go with the narrative. All right? All right. So Russia has invaded Ukraine. And I do, I'm not trying to be completely insane, but I, I do actually think the Russians have invaded Ukraine. How much damage they've done, I have no earthly idea. How much Why damage they're is,
1: there, I mean.
0: Yeah, or why they're even there, what's being accomplished. I have no earthly idea. Right. If you figure that out, you write a book, give me some half credit and we'll all be rich. Deal? Deal. All right. So, the Russians have invaded Ukraine. We and most of Europe has no treaty or organizational or group identity to associate with ukraine that requires the defense of ukraine
1: well i I did hear that when they disarmed them meaning they took their nuclear weapons we guarantee well russia guaranteed to recognize them as a nation 94 and we and we we guaranteed that we would defend them in case anything happened i don't know
0: but that's not a treaty it's It's not not in writing that's like going to the bank and withdrawing a million dollars and you telling the police well the teller said i could
1: was that a gunpoint?
0: <laughs> Go ahead, I buddy. mean, they said it was okay. Do yeah. you have a withdrawal slip? No. Do you have that money in your account? No. But they told me it was okay. Yeah. Right. You're, you're going to jail. Right. Just, you're, so that's, a, that's as much as that agreement is worth. And that's again. this is, again, part of the problem is our system is set up that if you want to make a deal with another country, you negotiate the deal. You have them agree to the terms, you agree to the terms, and then you have to bring that deal back to our Congress, and our Congress has to ratify that deal, right. because that's the people's legislature. They represent the people. So if you don't go through that step... It didn't happen, you, huh? Yeah, it didn't happen. Right. You're shaggy. It wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> well, but you funny. promised to defend me. It wasn't me. <laughs> Promise not to nuke me? It wasn't me. That's that's just how that is. And if you have no idea what song that is, you should have listened to better stations in the 90s. That's all I'm going to tell you. That's right. (laughs) And I'm not going to try to do that shaggy voice because no one can do that man's voice. That voice is weird.
1: I know it. I know it. um, Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. It's it's like he's gargling marbles while doing a Barry White impression. (laughs) I don't know how you get that voice, but he's got it. He's got it. So, yeah, so that deal with Ukraine is useless. It's not worth the paper. It wasn't printed on. (laughs) So we have no dog in this fight. Now, I have heard over and over and over again variations of the most dangerous phrase that has ever, ever been uttered in human existence. What's that? Okay. What's that? The most dangerous phrase ever uttered in human existence is something must be done. Because every time something must be done, something stupid is about to occur. Not some of the time. Right. All the time. Every time something must be done, we're about to do something idiotic. Now, I have heard variations of that sentence on the news. We have to have a no-fly zone. We have to give them weapons. We have to do this.
1: We've already we sent a, a, a billion dollars to them.
0: Yeah, we've got to send them money. we got to... We ain't got to do nothing. <laughs> and I, and look, I know this sounds so callous right now, but why do I say these things? And why am, I, why am I pointing this reality out? Because, Christian, Christian, stop for a second. Don't look at the news. Don't look at the pictures of the hospital that was on fire today and the picture they're going to have spread around forever of the woman on the stretcher. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't think about that for a second. I want you to think biblically and then work forward right. okay now start with this question what is the purpose of government i'll wait <laughs> this matters because this is a starting point of everything actually let's dig a little bit deeper so we'll come back to that christian what is the purpose of your life serve god yeah why are you here mm. i like the westminster Shorter catechism what's that to glorify God and enjoy him forever.
1: Right.
0: You are here so that in whatever you do, whether you eat or drink, and in all that you do, you do unto the glory of God. So right. you are here to serve, worship, glorify, and enjoy the presence of God. Right. Full stop. That's you. Why does your government exist? Now stop for a second. Think that through. Do you think you got an answer? You got one, Lou? Protect the people. Protect the people. Right. On whose authority?
1: Well, God's authority, because God sets up these governments and puts these, even even nations that don't follow him, he he sets up those nations. There it is.
0: Romans 13, and somewhere in Psalms, read the book of Psalms, it will do you good, that God has established nations borders boundaries he has said you shall go this far and no farther he has done that to everything in existence so your government exists at the pleasure of god whether they
1: acknowledge it or not
0: agreed and that's a key distinction here which means your government so just just as you christian exist to worship glorify and praise god in all that you do um what does the non-believer exist for The glory of God as well. I was
1: just going to say, this is a trick (laughs) one. He's like, wait a minute. Everything is really wrong. He's trying
0: to confuse me. (laughs) (laughs) You're not going to kung fu me. I see what you're doing here. Now, in all honesty, though, your government exists at the pleasure and will of God for the accomplishment of the work of God, whether that government acknowledges it or not. It is, as some wise man once said, an instrument of his good. Remember that. That's what Paul's talking about in Romans 13. Your government exists to function in a way ordained by and in service to God. Now then, go back to something you just said. Who established the borders and the boundaries? God. God did. Mm -hmm. So is God shocked that there are Russians on one side of the line and Ukrainians on the other side of the line? I would say no. No, no, he's not. Now, with that in mind, why is it wrong that the Russians have crossed over their line to start shooting at the Ukrainians?
1: Well, I think we've established earlier on in this conversation that we're not sure what's really going on (laughs) or what the reason is.
0: We're just going to assume the narrative, but why is it wrong for Russians to come from their side of the line to the Ukrainian side of the line and start shooting at them?
1: Well, because it's wrong to murder. Agreed. We should love our neighbor. Agreed. well, in some cases, it might be divine judgment, so i mean i mean there's so many variables that we have to consider when we you know when we answer this question mm-hmm. why is it wrong well well, first of all, because you're not loving your neighbor. Agreed. And if you can't love your neighbor, how can you even say that you love God?
0: Agreed, because that's the summation of the law, right? Love right. the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and your neighbor as yourself. Right, right. So where are you going with this? I, I'm just trying to make sure. I, I'm, I'm, I'm establishing some right. ground rules and some parameters. Okay. So, again, we're assuming the narrative. Right. Evil, big, bad Putin man has crossed the line and is gunning down Ukrainians needlessly. That's the official narrative. We are just assuming that is true. That is wrong because it is a violation of the specific commandments against murder. It is a violation of the summation of the commandments against loving neighbor. And it is a violation of the sovereign work of God in Russians on one side, Ukrainians on the other. Agreed? Yeah. Any questions, comments, complaints?
1: No, no. I I see where you're going. Now. Okay. I, I agree. I'm in, I'm, I'm lockstep <clears> with you. Yeah.
0: I'm not trying to set you up. I'm just I I, I wanted to spread. By the way, full disclosure. I am springing this on Lou completely. Yeah. And Lou will vouch. I have how many notes in front of me? There's nothing. Nothing. I am I am working through this as I would want. Christians to work through this watching the news I'm springing this on you not because I'm trying to trick you or trap you but because I want you to think through stuff and poke holes in this mm-hmm. as they you think of them and as I come up with them. Right. Makes sense. Right. So we're we're doing a thought experiment in real time. It's fun. Yeah, this is how you iron sharpens iron, and how we reason together to bring every thought captive to the Word of Christ. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. What, we're doing that in real time. This this is a live experiment. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you can see the smoke <laughs> <You> <laughs> rising can, from. You my can head. smell
0: it through the radio, well, yeah. through your phone or however it is you listen. Radios, right. radio is like anybody uses those things what's anymore that? what's that mm-hmm. this little dial thing remember you used to watch football watch you used to listen to football games and they've received the kickoff moving left to right on your radio dial
1: <laughs> that's funny
0: all the announcers used to say that so that you could imagine which direction it was going on your radio as you were driving in the car listening to the football game <laughs> man world
1: <we're> <laughs> yeah yeah I, I used to like so, live radio i used to love that
0: that's fun so We've established that at that, that 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 is wrong. We've right. also previously established that we as a sovereign nation, and every other sovereign nation on earth has what obligation legally and organizationally to the nation of Ukraine.
1: We don't have any.
0: None, none. The agreements that we made were not worth the paper, they weren't printed on. So we've established that. So
1: well one could one could look at it as defending the weak.
0: Agreed, but We're going to get there. Mm. We're going to get there. Stragglers coming in. I say stragglers. They're early for Bible study. So with all of that said, would it be right for—we'll pick our country, okay? Because we're more familiar with it than anywhere else. Actually, or do you want to pick someone neutral?
1: It, whatever you want, man. I'm, would it be I'm right it. for
0: Guadalajara to assemble the troops, mm-hmm. airdrop them into Poland— and have them march across the Ukrainian border to start shooting at the Russians. Would that be morally right?
1: It depends on what. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: it's such a trick question because I think I think we have a whole bunch of people right now that have volunteered uh, several thousand mm-hmm. to go over there and do that very thing from America.
0: Now uh, the individuals right? individuals are on their own category here. Okay, okay. I'm talking about nations. No, well
1: we've the Guadalajara Army. We have does no Guadalajara
0: God. have an army? Is it even a country? Is it a state in Mexico? It's a state, I think. Okay. Yeah. So there you go. It used go. to be a restaurant on South Main, but... <laughs> Did they have good burritos?
1: <laughs> yes, but it was a very seedy place.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you might get salmonella. You might get a great meal. You might enjoy you the might nachos. Get... might get shot in the, re- in the restroom. Right. You, you, you might <laughs> those get... are always the best meals, though. Yeah. Why are those places so good? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so no so guadalajara can't do that right so we're that's that's not a good idea
1: right okay right that'd be an act of war actually, agreed
0: right and, th- if, and that would violate all the same things that the russians are violating and christians we've we've learned this in life two wrongs never make a right right and because he did it first is never a good rationale so we we know this so it's not so it's not moral for the united states to pack up its army drop them into ukraine to go shoot russians we have, just, we have just as much no right to be there as the Russians do.
1: Well, when you, when you look at things like, you know, Cuba, the Bay of Pigs, we had the same situation with Russia encroaching mm-hmm. us, mm-hmm. and we dealt with it as well. And I, when I look at what's going on in Ukraine and re- between Russia and Ukraine, I, I see it from a perspective that possibly could be uh, just Putin protecting his his borders from encroachment of the West, because... And
0: if that's how he views it, does that still justify the actions that he has taken?
1: I would say no. Agreed. I would say Agreed no. Agreed completely. But we don't know what actions he's actually taking, and that's the, that's the most Where, that's, why I said we're, we're, that's
0: why I said we're going to assume that narrative. Yeah. So we're just going to assume that big, bad, meanie faced Putin has... Which it's just a weird name to say. It's not like he's done it directly, but I mean, but he has sent his armies across the border through Belarus, through Crimea, and all that good stuff. He has sent his armies in, and he is doing bad things in bad ways to poor Ukrainian people. We're just going to assume that's the reality on the ground. So that's wrong. Mm -hmm. My point is, with the current structure, we have defense agreements with France because France has defense agreements with us. Why? Because we have like-minded nations founded on similar principles. Notice I'm not going to say same, similar. And notice I'm saying founded, not operating under. So there's a whole lot goes back into the past, right? For well, sure. So we have those agreements in place with these nations because they have, again, founded on similar principles, like-minded ideals of democracy and freedom and all that good stuff. Pay no attention to what's happened the last two years.
1: (laughs) I know. (laughs) To any of
0: that freedom. But anyway. Everything's been reversed. We don't have any of these agreements. So we as a nation do not have any obligation or duty to Ukraine. Not to mention the fact that I'm trying to make the argument on who the righteous ones are here. It's really difficult. Well, because we know Russia's not run by good people.
1: Well, and we also know that the Ukrainians have been a corrupt government.
0: Not run by good
1: people. Yeah, not run by good people and accepting bribes and. And and by our own country, I don't. You know, I'm not sure where people now, lie on that. Is but. this
0: the judgment of God in action? Maybe. Can I assume that? No. And here's why. What separates the Babylonian attack on Jerusalem from the Russian attack on Kiev? I think it's one person. <laughs> prophetic witness. Jeremiah. Yeah. <laughs> See, if you're an Israelite, you knew that the Babylonians were the judgment of God. How did you know? Because a prophet told you. Yeah. So unless you've got a confirmed prophet of God running around Kiev saying, stop resisting the Russians, this is the judgment of God. By fighting against Putin, you are fighting against God, which is pretty much the summation of Jeremiah's message to Jerusalem during the invasion. Unless you have that, then Putin doesn't have that leg to stand on. So he's not doing righteous things righteously either. Yeah. I think. Yeah, right. I mean... So. This is my point, point. and this is what I'm trying to think through. Your government exists. Your government, not somebody else's government. Your government exists for the righteous action of God and the defending of its people. Right. Outside of that, what moral authority does your government have in another country?
1: Well... There's all kinds of hypothetical mm-hmm. situations of. Uh, it does, but human... I'm,
0: I'm not asking for I'm asking for a moral justification.
1: Well, we're made in the image of God. We're image Agreed. bearers, right? And Agreed. So if if we see our neighbor, a fellow image bearer, mm-hmm. being you know, um, mistreated, mm-hmm. murdered, whatever, mm-hmm. uh, shouldn't shouldn't we want to do something? You know, sermon okay. on Mount, you know, the Beatitudes. Belt,
0: I'm yeah. going to push back on this. Ready? Let's go. You've crossed categories on me. Okay. You're talking about the individual responsible unto God. Right. Nations are not individuals responsible unto God.
1: Nations are made up of individuals.
0: Agreed. Right. But what is the moral justification for a nation's leadership to say, okay, you people need to go make sacrifices to defend those people? I need that moral line and that moral justification because that's what we're discussing here. When our, our current rep, our, our House of Representatives member is running around TV all last week, we need a no-fly zone. What does that mean? That means he wants American planes flying over Ukraine shooting down Russian planes if they try to fly over Ukraine too. That's an act of war. I want to understand the moral justification behind that. I want to understand the Christian justification behind I that. I don't
1: think that we can do that. I don't think we can justify it. Uh, one of the problems that I have is I think this is nothing more than a distraction agree from from the current affairs that have been happening in our country uh, agree they they wanna they want to distract you from the the, the 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 debauchery going on in Afghanistan and all of the the ignorance going on in our country with this, how how poorly we handle this this COVID situation, and so they would like nothing more than to, to change the focus. And and you notice how things, you know, Fauci's nowhere to be found. <laughs> I mean, COVID's all but disappeared, and and in some places you still have to wear your bloody mask. <laughs> but um, I, I know I'm rambling on here, but I I think it's nothing more than a distraction. And and for a long time I was always told that war is the best moneymaker for a nation. Oh, it is. And so they're trying to crank up the whole war machine...
0: To get money. To oh, get yeah, money. absolutely. But my point is, Christian, in order to think through these things and evaluate them, let's start with a biblical grid. Think through all things in a Christ-like manner. Now, am I saying there is never any justification for war? No, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that at all. Right. If we had if that 1994 handshake agreement was a ratified treaty, we would have an obligation because our nation would have made a promise, gone through the channels, and and we would have an obligation then to do something. But I'm saying without that obligation...
1: I think that's what they were trying to do by getting them as chartered on the NATO. Agreed. So that there would be that Section 5 or whatever, that Title 5 that they're talking about.
0: But without that, what I'm trying to say is With that, a nation has made an agreement. What you have basically said is, we have agreed together that we are a people. Mm -hmm. Therefore, my sovereignty under God demands that the protections I extend my people extend to your people. Outside of that agreement, though, because once that occurs, then this becomes much easier because you're identifying. Like if if England was invaded— England and America have been joined at the hip, ironically, since about, what, the 1840s? Hmm. I don't know. Probably. Give or take. Mm -hmm. So so in that situation, what we basically said is your sovereignty is our sovereignty. Well, I
1: think we've destabilized so many countries, and I think that we're seeing the repercussions of that. Agreed. And And I think we're doing that again in the Ukrainian incident. And and
0: this is my point. And, And what I'm seeing, though, is too many... Bible-believing people are not thinking through this from a biblical perspective. They're thinking through this from a worldly perspective. They're seeing pictures of buildings and explosions and people on stretchers and dead bodies, and, and they're going, we've got to do something. Well, stop. <laughs> the biblical standard is never got to go do something. The biblical standard is slow, deliberate, evaluative, getting the information— And then making a proper decision. Well, what if you're too late? Then God will deal with it. I have to be much more comfortable resting in the sovereignty of God than the average human being actually is. And that's what I'm pushing us towards. And the reason I'm doing that is because, again, I get assuming everything you're being told on a news station is true. Big, bad, meanie head Russians have done all of these terrible things. Assuming all of that to be true. Mm -hmm. Is that a moral justification for other nations? to demand that their people risk their lives, families, and futures in defense of those people. I guess,
1: I guess that kind of depends on whether this is the, the first or the only thing that he plans on doing is taking Ukraine in, in an effort to reconstruct uh, the Soviet Union— um, but even or if, if that, he's going to march on to the next country and then the next country, because uh, that's, that's, that's the fear that we're talking about.
0: Agreed. But and, even if he does, and even if that is the plan, and even if he is strategically avoiding NATO countries, then I'm still trying to get an actual Christian justification for why, that's, why sovereign country A has to fight sovereign country B over sovereign country C.
1: Well, sovereign country A should be depending on God because I think we can make a biblical case for, you know, the nation of Israel asking for help from many of its neighbors instead of repenting and turning back to God and then God sending his judgment because they are not depending on him and making covenants or treaties with other people.
0: Well, and that was part of the problem.
1: Right. right. That right. was a so, big problem. So when you ask, is there a moral case for it? No.
0: <laughs> no. Now, if you can't make a moral case, then by definition, we can't make a biblical case. So we're by definition making what kind of a case? We're making a worldly argument. This is a mistake for the Christian because what we're saying is we're using the world's methods to solve the world's problems.
1: Right, and we're dragging people into this conflict that mm-hmm. it's going to be needless deaths that occur because of our actions today. I don't think that Biden is the right man for the job. I'll just say that. I think he has messed up every single foreign policy or, or relationship that we've, we've ever worked hard to build. And I think he's dragging us into another world war.
0: And again, I don't know why we're so insistent on this, but my point is, from the Christian perspective, you want to have this discussion. This is going to come up no matter where you are or where you live. So the, I, I guess what I'm trying to push you towards is I'm not trying to give you an answer. So cards on the table. All right, let me, let me put my cards on the table, and then I'll give you the reason why I think this is an important conversation. Okay. So cards on the table. I want nothing to do with any of this. If you want to go as an individual, God bless you. I understand you have a burden for this. You should do what you think is right. The point that I'm making is that I think nations are often too intertwined and too interlocked and interdependent, and we are too quick to stick our noses where they do not belong, both as individuals and as nations, which means we're too quick to interact, too quick to demand something, and overreacting to everything. And if that would and if that would stop, I think the world would, by definition, be a better place because it would be operating more on biblical principles. So, again, outside of a shared sovereignty, no, there's, I don't think there's a moral justification for it. Why is this important? Because, again, Christian, who's having this level of conversation? Who's, having, who's saying, we don't need to mess with Ukraine because it's going gonna, gonna to cost our boys their lives and it's going to spend a bunch of money we don't have? It's gonna, That's a worldly argument. We don't need to mess with Ukraine. They're a corrupt country. That's a worldly argument. We don't need to mess with Putin. He's got nuclear weapons. That's a worldly argument. Now, they may be good arguments. You may like them. You may have an opinion about them, and you should. I do. But the point that I'm making is too often Christians don't stop and distill their argument down to what is the most fundamental thing, which is I'm a citizen of God's kingdom, not the world's. I operate on a timeline that is longer developing and slower in opening. Because I'm trusting in a higher, better power. Because ultimately I recognize that none of these nations are good. And that if I'm going to go to war, literally or figuratively, I need to make sure that I'm doing it on a Christian ideal and principle. That's why I said at the beginning, you love your country. Why? If you do, it should be for value reasons. Just because you're born somewhere is no reason to see, think it's wonderful. I love my country because it has had enshrined freedoms that are biblical and godly that allow for the spread of the gospel and the uplifting of the individual so that they can be all that they can be unto the glory of God. That's a beautiful and wonderful thing. Something that I wish every other member of the human race had available. But it is also not my country's job to go make your country do that by force. It is also not my country's job to make sure that your country is safe. That's your country's job. My country, by God's grace, is supposed to be defending my rights and my freedoms and the righteousness that I seek to pursue. And they are supposed to do that by they themselves pursuing righteousness, which means the minute they're no longer pursuing righteousness, they're no longer defending your ideals or my ideals.
1: Well, I think what what we're seeing in real time is the effects of, of, of lawlessness because it's increasing absolutely it's increasing it, lawlessness in a biblical sense I mean mm-hmm. when, when, when you look at the use of the law and how it teaches us about this you know God the attributes of God and, and it restrains things and, and and it helps us to love our neighbor and love God when we when we operate in his principles and his righteousness uh, I, I think we're seeing the love of many growing cold. And lawlessness just ramping up, and so that's what we're seeing here. We're we're we're, we're living in a world that's broken, that needs redemption, and, and that, that desperately needs to change their ways and repent and follow God.
0: Amen. Yeah. And my point is, again, when that becomes the standard, a lot of our decisions become a lot simpler and they make more sense. Right. So
1: right. That that that's 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 the. That's the beauty of a biblical or Christian worldview. It makes sense. And (laughs) and guess what? It works.
0: Agreed. Because more... Now, again, I've said this before in my Sunday school class. I don't know if I've ever actually said this here, but I've said it on Sunday mornings in here. If you want your world to be a better place, your world needs to be more Christian. If you want your world to be more Christian, then you need more people to be Christian. This is why discipleship and evangelism are the vital things that they are. You want nations to be better, you need more Christians in those nations. Whether they're run on a parliamentary system or a representative republic like we have, or a monarchy, or however they're run, I, it doesn't whether you're electing a matter. dictator, yeah, because you have Christians right. running. So now short of that, Christian, your influence should be based on biblical ideals. So again, If you sit here with me and say, well, I don't think we should be in Ukraine either. It's not worth getting our people involved and bankrupting our country. Plus, Putin's got nukes, and that's just a bad thing to mess with. Okay, you and I have come to the same place, but we have come to that place for vastly different reasons, which means we aren't on the same side of this. And I think that's something we forget too often as Christians is that we come sometimes to what you may call the right answer, what I would call the right answer. You come to the right answer, but you come to it the wrong way. That's just the blind squirrel finding a nut every once in a while. It's a, blo- a broke clock being right twice a day. I want you to come to an answer, even if you disagree with me, and you think we should be in Ukraine with our jets flying around and our missiles launching off and our boys on the ground. Even if you think that, I want you to get there from a biblical perspective because if you do you know what we can at least then do we can come together as brothers and reason through this right. and actually think through on the same footing rather than casting insults yelling at each other and talking past each other right. that happens so often because again when you don't have a biblical foundation where are your feet firmly planted midair, mid-air yeah. you have You're no fa- sand. Ex- there it is yeah. Now you understand why those things are so dangerous. When you get to geopolitical realities and worldview conversations, because the sand is constantly sinking and is constantly moving, the anchor is not holding in the storm. What started out as two people standing on the same island talking about the same thing winds up with two people on opposite sides of the planet discussing two different things because right. the conversation doesn't have any foundation.
1: One of the so, problems I, I I see too in in this whole situation, you know, where you have people with a Christian or a biblical worldview. Um, and, and all they need is the right information to make that, make that decision. And so I don't, I don't see that as a possibility with the the current administration and the way things are going in the world. So there's no way of knowing whether there are, um, you know, like the Bush administration, you know, the weapons of mass destruction and all that other stuff that we they were on that witch hunt. Um, and, and it was all for wrong reasons. They were trying to get our country morally involved Mm and saying, we've got to stop this. We've got to do something.
0: Yeah, the moral, uh, the moral imperative was given, but it wasn't based on any moral standard. And that's, I think, the, that's the big takeaway from this conversation, if nothing else, is that Christian, we are always encouraging you to think through things from a worldview perspective. We're always encouraging you to apply Christian realities, the, the understandings of the gospel, to not just your salvation, but your living out that means evaluating what you're hearing and the reasons you're being told what you're being told. And that's why I said, well, we'll just assume the narrative is true, even though we both have serious doubts about everything that's going on. I, I certainly do. And, and, and I...
1: The media, anything that you can say, I mean, Cameron said it earlier when we were talking, <laughs> anything they say, you can just assume that it's, it's a lie.
0: Well, so I, what, how many times have you heard me say about politicians? I know they're lying. Why? They're moving, their mouths are moving. Are moving. Yeah,
1: their lips are moving. I'm
0: hearing words. I'm hearing untruths, obviously. Yeah, yeah. And that's R's, D's, independence, doesn't matter. Yeah. Because, again, unless you're giving me a biblical foundation, I don't trust you. I mean, why should I? You're of your father, the devil you're engaging in the lies of the world, and your foundation is unstable at best.
1: Yeah, that doesn't mean we should turn our eyes from atrocities that might be happening, but we, you're right. I mean, we, we have to assume what we're being told here, and, and and I think you're right about our government's responsibilities, and it's their government, and they have a responsibility to, to protect their people, and if they're not
0: able to... I guess then there's going to be a change in power. And, um, and that's been the history of humanity because right. in a broken world, again, there will be wars and rumors of wars. Ooh, where did we hear that from? And it's almost like we've been warned about this. Yeah. Now, again, why does that stuff matter? Because, again, Christian foundations. I'm not telling you not to mourn for those that are, that are being lost. I'm not telling you to not be upset about things that you see that you know are wrong. But I'm also not, but I, but I am telling you that those things are not moral imperatives for a sovereign nation. They may be moral imperatives for you, in which case, go do it. Go. Yeah. Yeah. God bless you. I won't fight you. I won't argue with you. You look at me and go, I can't sit here and do nothing. I get that. Go for it. My full support. How can I help? That's where I am. But when you sit there and say, well, my nation needs to do something, based on what? See, you can't move other people based on what you think the Spirit leads you to. You're not the prophet. My revelation that, under- that explains Christ is Scripture. So you have to make it make sense based on Scripture, not your whims, right. not your understandings. Nothing more dangerous than someone looking at you, and God told me. Yeah, well, I hear that all often. Yeah, be afraid, though. Yeah. Be very afraid.
1: Appealing to a higher authority. Now, if God God
0: told me I need to do this, God bless you. That that inner voice, that still small voice, is talking to you. God bless you. Go do. When God told you that I have to do stuff, I'm going to need a little bit more than that. I'm going to need a Bible verse someplace. And that, but that should be the case from your president, from your prime minister, from your representative, your member of parliament, whatever it is that you have. That should be. I, I need an objective truth other than I just can't sit here and do nothing then go do something but don't demand that I violate the terms of scripture and the sovereignty of God and how he has ordained this world simply because you're bothered and I think that's part of the big takeaway here is again Christian distill everything down because you are a citizen of heaven your eyes should be on the prize that is in Christ Not the peace and security here. There is no peace and security here apart from the saving work of Jesus Christ, apart from the indwelling of the Holy Spirit and the wrath of God being turned away. There is no peace. Mm -hmm. There will be war and destruction and death and disease and famine, all the bad stuff nobody wants to read about in Revelation. There will be all of that. Why? Because sin abounds, and the nations are not following their king. They are conspiring against him. Psalm 2. My favorite psalm. (laughs) and because of that, we're going to have difficulty. So what do we do? We evaluate, we counsel, we proclaim, and we walk faithfully. Because to do less is to go along with the things of this world. Do not participate in the unfruitful deeds of darkness. Instead, expose them, Ephesians 5.11. Walk contrary to this world and be able to give a reason for the hope that lies within you so that you proclaim his mercies. You worship and praise and glorify him in all that you do, whether it is that you encourage the world or you condemn the world, whether it is you walk in their goodness as the blind squirrel has found the nut, or it is that you walk against their iniquity as you seek your righteousness. Do so glorifying God and proclaiming his majesty, well, one not the, yours.
1: One of the things I think that we see uh, proclaimed in, in, in the Gospel of Matthew and in regards to the wars and rumors of wars that you mentioned it, it, it basically, uh, uh, you know, Christ is telling us not to lose heart during these times, because these things must come
0: mm-hmm.
1: in, in, in order for the eventuality of mm-hmm. the return of, of, of Christ. So when we see these things, we need not to lose heart. We need to hold fast to our biblical and Christian worldviews, and, and to, to seek the moral high, high ground based on the scriptures, not based on our feelings.
0: Amen. I agree. You know what? I agree so much. I think that covers it. Plus, we got people showing up for Bible study. Okay. All right. So what have we learned here today, children? Pay attention to what's going on around you. Evaluate everything that's going on around you based on his word and his word alone. And when in doubt, walk faithfully. Amen. Pray for us. <laughs> We're uh, Again, Lou's wife is recovering from surgery. My wife is recovering from surgery. Fun is not being had by all. <laughs> I'm too pretty to work, and I got dishpan hands over here from cleaning house and washing dishes and grocery shopping. It's just, again, I- I'm too pretty for all this. It's a shame. It's a downright shame. But we are making through. We appreciate it. We're going to try to get back to a something resembling a normal schedule. I don't know when, but we'll figure it out at some point. So until we meet again, read your Bible. It'll do you good. Bye.